Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. There is a lot of water and nowhere for it to go. The situation along Lake Ontario shoreline, again, a crisis for residents and businesses. We've been there before. The lake has gotten higher. And now, as soon as the wind picks up, we have a real problem. 2017 and 2019 are um, comparable. We are preparing now for the reoccurrence of the 2017 flooding situation. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. I'm going to declare an emergency order for the affected communities. New York officials declaring a state of emergency for the counties along Lake Ontario as water levels continue to rise. Governor Andrew Cuomo Monday directing state agencies to assist local governments and residents in responding to potential flooding in the coming days and weeks. Rising lake waters causing extensive damage in 2017 and work crews are now fortifying flood-prone areas with barriers to avoid a repeat. The emergency order does several things. Number one, it sets a maximum speed limit of five miles per hour, 1,000 miles from shoreline. The last thing we need are boat wakes, creating additional waves or aggravating waves. Localities can set the limit lower than 1,000 feet if they think they need that to protect their community. The emergency order also allows us expedited procurement. We used the product in 2017 that was quite successful. We've started deploying it now. Those aqua dams, the temporary dams, uh, we're going to be acquiring more of that and installing several thousand feet in addition to what we've already installed over the next few days. The emergency order also gives us flexibility in dealing with local governments and with private property. A lot of the precautions we want to take will be on private property, installing aqua dams, etc. So the emergency order gives us additional flexibility for that. We had, after 2017, approximately 4,000 properties damaged. If you are a homeowner or a business that was damaged in 2017, prepare for a redux of the same situation. The flooding will come where the flooding came. Let's do everything we can to get ahead of it and be prepared for it. Once once the flooding happens, it is too late to put precautions in place. You can't get people in there. You can't get equipment in there. So the time to prepare is now, and depending on the forecasts, we're looking at the potential flood levels as soon as this week, later in the week. Uh, The only bright spot is the IJC actually has a New York member on it now, uh, Jane Corwin. 
I say amen to that. In Italian, we would say finalmente, finally. Uh, Jane Corwin will at least be a New York voice on the IJC. She's from Western New York. I worked with her when she was in the State Assembly. And at least now we'll have someone arguing New York's case because I believe New York has gotten the short end of the stick or the high level of the lake, however you want to look at it. Uh, but we need someone to fight for us, and having a New Yorker on the IJC, I, I think, is going to help. I don't mean to be uh, harsh with the IJC. I'm sure they think they're doing the right thing. Since we were last here, the situation has gotten worse. Now, the IJC can say, well, we continue to release water, we released more water, they have a problem with Canada, etc. But from my point of view as a New Yorker, and I represent the people of New York, it's gotten worse. So uh, I understand they have to balance a lot of needs. I'm concerned with New Yorkers, and they, my job is to protect them and fight for them. And the situation has gotten worse. The lake has gotten higher, and now as soon as the wind picks up, we have a real problem. And I've said to them a hundred times, I don't know why you don't release more water earlier. Because whatever the inconvenience there, it can't be as bad as flooding thousands of people's homes. And that was 2017. Thousands of people's homes. Even now, you've done incredible damage to the town. Tourism is down. The economics are down. Uh, it's Many of the dock spaces are not available. Tremendous damage has already been done. Already been done. And that's what the IJC has to understand. It was a hard decision to make, but we we looked at what's happening now. Town of Newfane Supervisor Tim Horenberg, standing along the water's edge in Olcott Monday with our Mike Baggerman, standing by his difficult decision to close Olcott Beach completely for the summer season. We looked at what's forecast to happen, and then we looked at what point in time are they even talking about the water receding. And through all of those things the we're going to increase above looks like it this week above the 2017 levels that could go on till mid-june and then the forecast is it might even go longer than that and then not to recede probably until august and everything we put in it last year is gone and i can't waste any more money putting no sand and everything down there it's just just not worth it for and it was a hard decision because we had nine lifeguards, most of them college and school kids that don't have a job. So it's not even so much just about the water levels uh, receding in, say, August or September, whenever it might be. It's the fact that it would take basically the entire beach with it, right, oh, if it recedes. There's no sand, no nothing left. Plus, if you look at it, it's full of logs and debris, uh, and it just gets worse. So, it, yeah, it just, it's an impossibility. But... I try to remind people that the only thing closed is the beach. The Alcott Beach community is still thriving in business. Marina's open. The businesses are open. So it's and, and we also have a, a splash park up in the county park. So if people come and they're a little disappointed, they can still go to the splash park. How much does it cost to clean up a beach? Well, last year we spent, you know, repairing the road that went down and putting the sand and stuff on it in our manpower, about 40000 
And that was on a, a regular year, so to say, not just a cleanup year like 2017, right? Well, it was after the 2017 okay. season till we could open it for the 2018 season. Okay. Yeah. But everything we did is gone. Did you do any cleanup for this year, or did you just... Uh... No, we had not even started. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was going to be a waste of time. So it's important for people to know that, yes, Old Copy might, Beach might be closed for uh, this summer, this season. Yes. But there's other options out there for people. There is. And uh, every, everything in Ockett's still open. Uh, on the topic of uh, what we were talking about here, you said there was electrical that we, people need to worry about here at the Newfane Marina? It's, it's just that all of our docks have electric and water on them, okay. and, you know, and it comes from shore power. And we only have so much slack. Well, the docks are going up and starting to pull that slack out on us, so uh, there's a possibility we could get to a point where I have to shut that power down because the lines could break. What happens if... Uh the lines break. I mean, how does it affect what's going on out here? We're not going to let that happen first. Well, we'll shut it down first, and uh, it, it would make it inconvenient for some of the boat owners. You know, they wouldn't have power, and they probably wouldn't have water. Uh, you know, I know the governor was kind of uh, hesitant to criticize the IJC too much, but I mean, you've seen this now for two of the last three years. The rising water levels here on Lake Ontario, there's controversy whether it should happen in Montreal instead. What do, you, what do you make of all this? What should the IJC do? And frankly, how can you convince them that they need to do something? They need to do it in tiers. You know, maybe through the summer, keep the water at one level. And maybe, and now these are just presumptuous things I'm throwing out there. And maybe November and December, bring it a little lower to a lower level. And then January, February, bring it down to around 244 feet above sea level give us some room for the melt uh, and all the Great Lakes to get here and, and give us it may not stop everything but if we had two feet less water right now we'd be a heck of a lot better off we live on the creek, we live on the water um, we're just hoping that the winds are fair and for residents of course anxiety looms as they watch the water lapping at their property's edge rising, menacing, threatening Mike catching up with Ann Raskop on her waterfront property. If the winds do come out of the northeast or the east, um, it's very scary. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, I guess, describe for people that are unaware? You know, I live kind of close to Lake Erie, but, you know, several miles back, so it's not like anything I have to ever worry about. But you are right next to Lake Ontario, and when those winds come in through here, can you describe what it looks like on your property when you look out the window? We have huge waves in the channel. Um, we used to be semi-protected by the East Pier, but now that the East Pier is almost covered in water, um, some days more than others, today is flat and calm and everything's fine. But if the wind does whip up out of the east, out of the north, the waves on this channel are incredible. The waves do hit our break wall and go 20 feet up. 20 feet up? Yes. That That's essentially Se- going towards the top, the second correct, floor of your house? Correct, second floor. Okay. That's that's scary to think about. Yes. What, um, before we started this interview, you were telling me about the break wall here and concerns that you have with it. And you also installed something by your house right there to try to help offset some of the pressure. What did you guys do over there? Correct. We, we put in rebar, we put in um, concrete, 
um, that does hang over the uh, break wall that was put in here in around 1940. So we have a piece of concrete that extends out maybe five feet. It takes the brunt of the waves on our property, but the rest of the break wall is unprotected. Uh, so when this water does hit this straight up and down piece of concrete, it has to go somewhere and it goes against the buildings. The 20 foot high waves, that's, so that open space that we're looking at here, obviously people who are listening to this interview uh, can't see it, Correct. what it's like, but it hits that and then goes flying up essentially, uh, exactly. hits the house right here. It hits a straight wall. The power of the water, the power of the waves are stopped by the break wall, but the water hits it, has to go somewhere, goes straight up. What has New York State done to help you all out, especially since 2017 when this first happened? I'm sure you guys went through a lot of processes with New York State. How helpful have they been? How about the federal government, too? I can't speak on either of those issues. I can say that the county has been fantastic. If there's anything that any of us needed, they were here. Um, it's They've been awesome. Okay. So... You guys essentially paid for that thing yourself then? Yes. Okay. I know a lot of people have been getting grant money from New York State as a way to help, you know, prepare for everything that was going to happen, especially this year, or to repair everything that happened before, but you guys were able to take care of it on your own, right? This uh, extension was put in probably 30 years ago. Oh, okay. Well before um, this type of occurrence occurred. Mm -hmm. So has there been any damage to your property yet? No. Okay. Been Be lucky so far. Because we're proactive. Um, and, <laughs> and lucky? We've mm -hmm. been lucky. Um, but as you look down the channel, uh, we are looking. There is a lot of water and nowhere for it to go. A state of emergency has been declared in eight counties, Cayuga, Jefferson, Monroe, Niagara, Orleans, Oswego, St. Lawrence, and Wayne. State officials are also implementing a five-mile-an-hour speed limit for vessels operating within 1,000 feet of the Lake Ontario shore. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.